Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Are you feeling good out there? This is the Rich Eisen Show. Rich Eisen here on the Rich Eisen Show. Welcome. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Thanks for joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show at 11.59 as we move into our third hour coming to you live in studio on the Rich Eisen Roku channel. Or if you're listening on YouTube or any of our terrestrial radio outlets or any... Today's guests... Co-host of the Around the NFL podcast, Dan Hansis. Pro Football Hall of Famer, Kurt Warner. Actor, Quincy Isaiah. And now... As it becomes 12 o'clock noon here live in studio on the Rich Eisen Roku channel. It's Rich Eisen. <laughs> All right. All right, enough. Uh, give the look. Give the look. Give the look. Welcome <laughs> to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show, everybody. It's... it's- we're here. No, stop it. <laughs> We're here on the program here on a very uh, busy Wednesday. Uh, it is, by the way, this is the last day with no football in it this week until next Tuesday. Oh, five straight days. That's right. Thursday to Monday. Let's five go. straight days of football. Let's it's, go. it's like five eighths of football Hanukkah. Starting tomorrow. How much can I bet in the next five days? Oh, my gosh. I don't condone this behavior. Uh, Welcome to the program, everybody. We are live right here on the Roku channel, which is free on every Roku device known to man. If you have a Roku device uh, and you're listening to us on Terrestrial Radio or Sirius XM or Odyssey or more, you can watch us every day, 12 to 3 Eastern time on that Roku device. If you've got a select Samsung Smart TV, Amazon Fire TV, you can watch us every single day. 12 to 3 Eastern Time. The Roku app has the Roku channel on it, so it's all free of charge. And by the way, uh, we're all excited. Again, the football season is uh, essentially underway. There is a an NFL Films documentary coming to the Roku channel next Friday. Not this one. Uh, August 25th uh, about the NFL draft called The Pick is In. Behind the scenes, I think you've seen all the trailers for it. It's awesome. A nice, wonderful taste of this past offseason, one last burst before we get actual playing season, regular season games in, preseason up and running. Last night, Hard Knocks, episode two of the New York Jets preseason and training camp going down. Dan Hansus of uh, Around the League podcast fame. He does a podcast specifically under that label, attuned to Hard Knocks every single year with Colleen Wolf. I was on it uh, two Tuesdays ago. He's in our green room right now. Uh, I guess fittingly, green room um, with the New York Jets being front and center. He, like me, uh, been waiting a long time for the New York Jets to actually uh, make a Super Bowl and win it. And he will be out here shortly in now 17 minutes time to talk about all of what we saw on HBO last night and what you can watch on Max today right here on the Roku platform. Kurt Warner, who I will be spending many very early Sunday mornings with shortly. Um this coming Sunday is the third to last one in which I won't be having that 3.30 a.m. alarm <laughs> and uh, see somebody like Kurt at the crack right. of you-know-what uh, every single Sunday morning. He's top of hour number two. And Quincy Isaiah and his million-watt smile joining us here on the program. Apparently, diehard 
Detroit Lions fan. Those so exist? They do. Wow. They do. How? What a very <laughs> New England thing to say over there. Good to see you, Chris Brockman. How are you? Rich, I'm great. What's up, man? Good to see you, DJ hey, Mikey D's and D's Nuts. What's going on? You good? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Crazy What's going on? What's happening? Because <laughs> you just gave me like a thumbs up. There. You gave me a thumbs up. It and was didn't a little say anything right before the show. But we had, look at, we were we were good. We're good. Oh. Yeah. What, what happened? Whoa, the guy no. that you checked in with Westwood one didn't say no and ask you about your family. It's under the hood. Didn't ask you how your summer was. We're great. How's your summer been? My summer's been great. You get thrown off. He gets so okay. They were great. How are you, T.J. Jefferson? Is the candle lit over there? The candle's lit. I'm good. You were in the back. You didn't see it. Mikey was just earning his keep this morning. Making I made, sure I, I worked, everything yeah. was working right. So. I made that catch that you got to make at the end of the game. <laughs> oh, <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Plexico? And then Hel- I, had, I had the oh, best quarterback oh, running back we all made. Was it David Tyree? Ty- yes. You, and the quarterbacks back threw it. You know what? It this was is, all of us. This is, what's, this is what the coach. For, for those who may not know in the, in the uh, broadcasting business, the host should not know. Just how bad things might be going on behind the scenes. Just shouldn't know. A good producer is like you know the ocean is totally like a like a like a like glass. Yeah, it's like had, glass. I have no, no idea. idea. See, yeah, I have no See, idea. We didn't uh, even tell Mike you. Hoskins, my coordinating producer, said, "Notice, I said nothing to you." That's correct. See, Mike. we didn't say it yet. But you don't say much anyway, usually. So. <laughs> <laughs> It's um, five, three, so seven. there you go. Uh, and I appreciate that. That's yeah. the sign of the best producer. I've, I've told this yeah, story many absolutely. times. Uh, Stuart Scott and I would always go over. We would always blow up the rundown because we would chit-chat with one another and ad-lib and do all sorts of stuff. And the producer of our program, uh, whose name will remain nameless, he knows who he is out there, sweetheart <laughs> of a guy. But uh, but he would get in the in, in our ears in the commercial break. And just because uh, now we were probably like 30 seconds over. And after the second commercial break, we're like two minutes over. And then we're three minutes over. <laughs> and he would increasingly get upset as the evening went on. Um, and it's the first noise we would hear in our ears as soon as the commercial break hit would be this. <sighs> <laughs> and as if that wasn't enough, he'd go, now we have a problem. That's what he would say. Didn't he know you and Stu couldn't be contained? And then we would look at each. We would look at it. Stuart and I would look at each other and go, hmm, "It's just, yeah. you know what? Sorry, this is part and parcel of what what happens when the two of us do a show together." <laughs> At any rate, welcome to our Wednesday program. It's nine oh six here on the road. Oh, channel. stop it! Good morning, folks. <laughs> Pacific time. Because, you know, we're coast to coast, 12 to 3 Eastern. All right. If you're watching on the rear. <laughs> there you go. Steph Curry. Been uh, traded hey, to- everybody. The 2023 National Football League season is automatically different than next year's, than, than last year's. And it's different than what next year will be as well. Automatically different. What do I mean by that? Of course, every year is different. It's like every season has its own fingerprint. Last year, we weren't talking about Jalen Hurts being an MVP candidate. Well, that isn't the royal we. I'm out of that. I was talking about Jalen Hurts having a big season going in. Everyone was on the Eagles. We Sleepers. were on the. Everyone yeah. was on the Eagles because yeah, it, yeah. it, it, it's it's like what are you going to talk about with the Dallas Cowboys, right? The, just the usual, which is like, are they going to actually do anything? And the Cowboys, act, you know what? It's kind of funny with the the Cowboys <laughs> hate that you see out there in the deck, uh-huh. you know, crap. They won a playoff game last year on the road. They no, they, no they ended Tom that. Brady's career. You, and who mentions that? Nobody. 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 All I ever hear it's is like, 96, 95. They don't do anything. They don't do anything, right? Yeah. They, well, Cowboys. Well, made, they won their first. Year. I think they won their first playoff game on the road since you know Michael Irvin was a pup. Well, you the know. triplets were pups. But anyway, long story short, is what is different 
about this year than last year. Last year, week one, zero. Full blue Tarski. Rookie quarterback started week one last year. Nobody. Right? So what about this year? What are you going to get this year? What are you going to get this year? You're going to get three. Three. It's the magic number. Well, C.J. Stroud has not been named the starting quarterback of the Houston Texans yet. That might just be D'Amico Ryan's being a little old school. If you were to look in your crystal ball, what would it tell you? He's starting week one. (laughs) He's going to be at the bank in Baltimore, by the way. (laughs) If you're Carolina, you're you're at Atlanta. And if you're Indianapolis, you're home for Jacksonville. No easy tasks at all. No. But if you're Houston at Baltimore is not one you would choose ever to start things off, but it's going to be CJ Stroud. They are they've seen Davis Mills. You know, they know he can make some plays with his arm and his legs, and you they know he is really good from the neck up. But he's starting C.J. Stroud. Oh, That's going to happen, and this is the way it is. It's unbelievable that you have three rookie starting quarterbacks. Bryce Young is definitely starting. It's not Andy Dalton. He's there in case glass needs to be broken. And it's not Gardner Minshew in Indianapolis, and it won't be Gardner Minshew in Indianapolis unless that glass needs to be broken because Anthony Richardson was named the starter for the year. And I love that move by Shane Steichen for various reasons. One, it keeps us from talking about Jonathan Taylor for five seconds. Mm-hmm. And two, what else are you going to do? Really? Like you have to throw him in the deep end of the pool. And if he throws 28 interceptions, that's what Peyton Manning did. We all know what Peyton Manning's doing right now. So, I love it. Great idea. And that's the way it is. Three Rookie starting quarterbacks, one for every year. Jordan Love sat to get his opportunity as a week one starter for the first time this year as well. Desmond Ritter is going to be a week one starter for the first time this year. I don't know, has Colt McCoy ever started a week one game in his career? Cleveland, Washington, I don't know. He's going to do it this this time around. He's going to do it this time around. Trevor Simeon's going to start a week one game potentially for Cincinnati. I hope that's not the case for them. You look down the list and you see Jimmy Garoppolo starting a week one game for the first time since what? Maybe that seat that the year that Trey Lance was a rookie. So two years ago, it's his first time for the Vegas Raiders. He's going to be starting a week one game. Colt McCoy started week one. For the Browns in 2011. Kenny Pickett will be starting a week one game for the first time in his career. Derek Carr will be a week one starter for the first time as something other than a Raider. Aaron Rodgers will be starting a week one game for the first time as something other than a Packer. Has Geno Smith ever started two week ones in a row in his career? West Virginia, maybe. Brock Purdy will be starting a week one for the first time in his career. Baker Mayfield will be starting a week one in his career for the third time in his many teams. 
Tampa. He was Carolina's week one starter last year, don't forget. And then you've got what you see against Arizona in a first-time starter for Washington, Sam Howell. It's going to be a whole new ball of wax three weeks from Sunday for a bunch of different teams, and how will that go? But the rookies are the ones that stand out. And the one that stands out to me is a kid who last spun it in Indianapolis prior to the preseason at the Combine. Here he is, Anthony Richardson, about being named the starter and for the season by the Colts. Uh, honestly, I was shocked. You know, uh, I've been grinding, putting in work just to, you know, get the title. But, you know, it's not really all about a title. You know, I'm, I'm just trying to make sure I'm ready for the team. You know, despite, you know, being labeled as QB1, you know, I still got other guys in the room helping me, you know, get to that standard. So I'm forever thankful for them. You know, I appreciate them, and I'm glad, you know, I did get the nod, and, you know, I do have the the trust in, the, in everybody in the building, too. Did you say you were shocked by it? Was that shocked by the timing of it, or I guess why? It was, it was just hearing the words, you know, because you worked for it. You didn't, I didn't know when the timeline was, was going to be. You know, I was just looking forward to uh, week one and just being ready for the opportunity and getting thrown in the fire, hopefully. But, you know, he told me, and I'm just like, like wow, it, it really happened. So, you know, I'm thankful. You know, I'm blessed. And now I just got to keep working and just keep building on this opportunity. What are you chasing? Greatness, you know. I, I talked about it before. I want to be great, you know. I want to be remembered, you know. I don't want to just be one of those guys like, okay, he was in the league. I want my legacy to be remembered forever, and I'm working, you know, just trying to work forever and, and build you no know, championships here with, with this team and this, this organization. All right, get him, Jonathan Taylor, will you please? I'm so excited. Well, Jonathan Taylor him. is there. There's nothing get to him. get. Yes, there is. He's there. He's under get contract. Him, get He's him there. on the field. Get him off. Well, that seems like it's up to JT. Okay, look at you, Mr. Management over there. All right. Just get it. Get him out there. Kid needs it. And I'm so, I, that that's the one that really fires me up more than anybody else that's a rookie quarterback. Well, he is a a glob of clay who's yet to really be molded. He hasn't played a lot of football. He is Definitely out of, let's just say, all three starting rookie quarterbacks, the one that people have seen the least, I think. A lot of people have seen Alabama and Ohio State football more than Florida football. And I know it just means more, and, you know, CBS put Florida on a bit. Bryce Young won the Heisman Trophy. C.J. Stroud was the Heisman favorite for Mm -hmm. most of last year. And Anthony Richardson is super raw. Big arm, very athletic, Cam Newton-esque. You would say, uh, you could make the case you saw more Will Levis throws in the palm of your hand on your phone than Anthony Richardson plays. Probably. Mm Mm-hmm. And the Colts, my gosh, just to see somebody under the age of 50 being a starting quarterback (laughs) for the Indian. What did I say? 50. I meant 30. Come on. I meant 30. Come on. For the Indianapolis Colts. I'm excited for you Colts fans, man. Yeah. And if Jonathan Taylor does get off the physically unwilling to perform list and the Colts get off the physically unwilling to pay list over the next three weeks, 
and somehow, someway, Jonathan Taylor is running with heavier pockets out there on the field, and he is showing up like the kid who ran in 2021, healthy and ready to go downhill. And Anthony Richardson is that guy, and they play a two-man game at the mesh point. There is no predicting what the Colts can do this year. That's a fact. You could talk about their weaponry outside all you want. But they have some physical, physical beasts at the running back spot, quarterback, and tight ends. That'll be tough to deal with. So I'm excited about that, just seeing that there's three rookie starters. There were none last year. There's a ton of week one starters that are new. Deshaun Watson, we didn't even mention him, who Joel Batonio of the Browns is saying the uh, the Eagles are taking cheap shots at during uh, practice this week. Eagles are salty, ready for the season right now, I believe. What they mad about? Just everything. Uh, feels like they got screwed in the Super Bowl. I'm they're sure they very, feel like. they're, or they're just, that's that's who they are. Their coach is cursing at you and yelling at the fans and stuff like that, and they're hitting their cheap shot and quarterbacks during training camp. Here we go. And that's the first game, Browns and Eagles, on Thursday night, tomorrow night. Kurt Warner's going to join us middle of hour number two. In hour number three, Quincy Isaiah, the actor, is in studio. And then uh, your phone calls, 844-204-RICH, number to dial right in the middle of the show, a centerpiece of our program. I do have my top five list of quarterbacks under the most pressure entering week number one of the 2023 season. You know, that's what we like to do here. In the world of the media, we talk about pressure. <laughs> I lo- so I love it's now a centerpiece of the show. I know that, and it makes diamonds. <laughs> centerpiece. Uh, this top five list makes diamonds. So we've got 844-204, which is the number to dial here on the program. When we come back, Dan Hanses, NFL.com, around the NFL podcast host, and the host of the Hard Knocks, exclusive Hard Knocks podcast, is next in studio. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time 
Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Back here on our Roku channel feed, our radio audience will return shortly. First of two times, I say hello to my colleague from the NFL Media Group, the host of the exclusive Hard Knocks podcast through the Around the NFL label, featuring him and his band of merry men, (laughs) as well as Colin Wolf. Good to see you, Dan Hanses. How are you, Dan? Rich Eisen. Very nice to see you. Thank you. I figured this is a home and home. You had me on yours Last week, yes. I was in my home for that one. I appreciate you coming I to mean, this television home for this one. So, thank And an all-time flex. I mean, you are NFL Network. I'm hosting that show, but then we're doing the interview, and you take out the signed Joe Namath oh, yeah. photo of you guys sharing a big belly laugh together, and you yes. took over the show, and you took it from me. So now that's basically your podcast. Here's Thanks, my, my, my problem, Dan, is um, I'm a control freak when it comes to a microphone. <laughs> it's tough for me to be the A sometimes i gotta be the q more than not so i apologize (laughs) if i took anything over no i think did i put you over i mean podcasts are not timed so i just figured i had a few more no anything we can get i love when jet fans come together at important junctures i was on the show a few years back and it was during the sam darnold era and i remember after we got off air you were like i don't know about darnold i was like no rich you're too jaded at this point and you were right about darnold but I feel like we're in a much healthier place and maybe on the same page about this Jets team, and that's why it's been so fun to watch Hard Knocks. And let's just be uh, as gentle as we can. It might not be a Darnold thing, as we may see this mm. fall, potentially. It was a, you know, Todd Bowles was at the end thing, and he's not an offensive-minded head coach, and that's the way if you're going to be drafting a quarterback, you should have normally for your young quarterback, and, and then – you know, Adam Adam Gase, you know, that didn't work out. So <laughs> let's be let's just, you know, we'll we'll find out, I guess, a little bit this year I if there was a Jets thing. Press conference until you just you did that thing. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show Radio <laughs> Network. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by as my colleague from the NFL Media Group and uh one of the many that are making the Around the NFL podcast the most successful podcast in maybe the history of the NFL Media Group. And then through this Around the NFL label is where you can catch or listen to the only exclusive podcast on the Hard Knock series with HBO and NFL Films and NFL Network. Dan Hanses, that's a very long introduction, but you've got a lot going on in your life. So thanks for being here. Very excited. Happy to be here. And Colleen Wolf is my co-host. And uh like like uh, me, she's a huge fan of the show. Watched it all the way back from 2001 when yep. Brian Billick was lounging uh, in the hammock, uh, mm-hmm. just enjoying life after winning the Super Bowl the previous year. And uh, the second go-around for the Jets and Hard Knocks, and it's been an interesting uh, first two episodes. Well, I'm sure Colleen was watching that uh, first episodes of Hard Knocks upset about the, the – the veteran stadium turf in her local Philadelphia. If you remember, that <laughs> yes. was one of the main, first big scenes in the history of Hard Knocks is that they had to cancel a preseason game because the seams in the turf were not fit properly back where the Phillies had just played. Mm. You know, that's how long ago this was. And, you know, maybe in this day and age, we wouldn't see those moments in this uh, 21st century as well. 
But all that put that together, um, that was also back when Brian Billick and the Ravens were coming off their championship season, and he wanted that spotlight to keep everybody kind of focused. What is your your sense of episode two of Hard Knocks from last night, Dan? What did you like about it? I thought with the episode one, uh, the focus was obviously on Rodgers, and it had to be on Aaron Rodgers because that's he's the son that everything's orbiting around. And I thought it was it was smart to show the defensive side of the ball, put a little more focus on that side, Quinn and Williams, Hugh Ball, getting um, some yes. airtime because, you know, if the Jets are to finally, it's been 55 years, as we know, in, yes. in, in February for Super Bowl, the Strout, it is the defense that's going to lead the way. And I think it was interesting watching, uh, as we saw in the joint practices and some of the dominance by the defensive line there, and then shutting out the Panthers in that preseason game, uh, that that's what's going to take them. I mean, the, Rodgers is the, the headline here, and if he's proficient or better at quarterback, the offense is going to win games instead of lose them. But the fact that they went through that whole episode, and you barely saw Sauce Gardner, arguably the best player in that defense. Um, you see w- Will McDonald, you know, with the spin moves that he has, and Jermaine Johnson coming off the edge, and, and Quinn and Williams in the center. Like, that has potential to be a very special unit. And there was this nice moment where Frank Reich, Panthers coach, kind of – Talking with Salah during the joint practice, and and uh, Salah goes, you know, yeah, the D line, that's my baby. And Frank's like, oh, that's always your baby. You know, calling back to his Niners run as DC there. Uh, the Jets have had trouble getting to the quarterback. There's this famous stat that drives me crazy as a Jet fan. Not since John Abraham have the Jets had a true edge rusher. Everything's different now. They could lead the league in sacks potentially. They have that type of uh, ceiling. Yeah, and 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 that's why one of my favorite moments of the first two episodes of Hard Knocks was Jeff Ulbrich, the defensive coordinator in episode one, pointing out a throw that Rodgers made from the right side of the field yeah. all the way to the back shoulder and the left. And, you know, in one of his many earmuffs type moments of the first two weeks, um, you know, talked about how the Jets are going to be in every game this year. Mm-hmm. Um and and my only pushback to that is the Jets were kind of in most games last year because of the defense. What I think he's saying is that they're going to get the points that the defense needed last right. year for the Jets to have gotten as great as they looked in the first half of the season. They're going to get those points this year, certainly with Dalvin Cook being added and Brees Hall coming off of Pup, and you see all the other weapons that they do have there. But the defense is pretty damn special for sure, and it, it it's good to see them get a little bit of run. On yeah, last and you, night. you mentioned earmuffs. I tried it, Rich. I have a boy who just turned nine on Saturday, mm-hmm. Jack, and a, a nearly seven-year-old Harrison. What's up, guys? Um, have you first of all before you yeah, finish? Have ooh. you inflicted them? Are they I've, are they are they following? Harrison dads? is kind of into Herbert, and I got him a jersey. Okay. I'm giving him the opportunity. I'm giving them both opportunities. <laughs> I'm kind of putting. But a we're, Charger fan? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm staying out of it. Yeah, you're supposed to. If you're going to let him find his own path instead of the Jets, Dan, you should get him some other team that doesn't appear to be so football god afflicted. You know, I mean, so. I'm not going to push anything on him. He's on his journey. Okay, good um, enough, good enough. And you'll like this, Brockman. Uh, you know, you have to be a Yankee fan in my house. 
but I am not after the what I've gone through as a Jet fan. I'm letting you go down yeah. your road, but yeah. they're kind of gravitating towards the Jets. But I did try to give them a chance to watch Hard Knocks against my better judgment because of some of the salty language. Yes, and my wife was sitting on the couch watching too. She was like, "Nah, we're cutting this. It's over. It's Ulbrich's fault. It's really yeah. Ulbrich's fault." Well, well solid, solid potty mouth yeah. last right. night. But again, like I, I, I kind of like seeing that because the Sala that you see. Um, Are you touching the best dad? No, I did, yeah, because just, I'm a bad dad. No, no, no. I just, wanted, I, I just was thinking to myself, like, we're, we're you know, I'm, I, I need to, based on your excellent parenting skills, just have to flex a little bit. But um, when you saw Sala this past week, prior to the game, asked about that offensive line performance in the one joint practice against Carolina that we saw last night that did lead mm-hmm. to Sala's highly profane soliloquy and message to the team that get your you-know-whats out of your your you-know-whats. Oh, although I don't know why I just used the word you-know-whats for head. But long story short is he he was very comported in front of the media. I think we even played that soundbite and we talked about how he paused for a second before he's like, you know, you're a head coach. You kind of won everything yesterday, but we understand that there's still time left. But behind the scenes, he has broken his foot off mm-hmm. and I kind of dig that and I like seeing that but that is the ultimate I think he the reason why he was so demonstrative like, that is the question like if you're not going to protect Aaron Rodgers the rest of it simply will not matter yeah I did, I did like the the forthrightness there that he came out and said after that first joint practice where the offense struggled the offensive line really struggled he kind of put it out there right to the teams like listen we were seven and ten last year and it wasn't the defense's fault. We, we were known as the team with a very good defense and an offense that basically killed us. I'm paraphrasing. Uh, that can't happen again. And he even made the word like, we don't get another chance. And I wonder, and we talked about this on the podcast, yes. uh, how many head coaches in recent NFL history uh, can go three years and not get to the playoffs by year three and then get a fourth year. And as much as I like Sala and I feel like things are functional and competent with the organization I just don't know how Woody Johnson is going to handle if this season did go sideways and they didn't make the playoffs. Does Roberts is solid in playoff or bust mode? Uh, It feels like he shouldn't be, but I kind of think he is. Well, I mean, they're all in, brother. Yeah. They're all in, and we just need to see how it plays out. If Rodgers has has one of those rare seasons where he can't answer the bell 16, now 17 times, and they are forced to go with Zach Wilson— then, then every move that they made in this non-playing season goes right down the tubes, straight down the tubes, because we're just assuming, even though he can tell the difference between Rodgers' run and play fakes, you know, <laughs> which yeah. was a great scene last night, that's it. He's not. They, they, they went for Rodgers because they knew choosing him when they did and what happened, he's not ready for this moment. And the rest of the team is, and you can see how the rest of the team is gravitated towards Rodgers like as a sigh of relief, but also a general burst of excitement because they do see the difference and they can tell the difference and they know how good they can be. You're seeing that all play out through the first two weeks of Hard Knocks. And it is, it's the truth. That is the truth. So I don't know. Let's see how it plays out, why they would miss the playoffs before you hang it on the coach. Sure. But, I, you know, if you're Woody Johnson, you're like, I'm sick and tired of getting my ass kicked. Let's go get the quarterback right. If we can go get this guy and we can pay him, and and my people tell me this is the thing, and 
then let's do it. To their credit, they did it. Like, they have set it up, and they are ready to go, and I do think they do have the coach as long as he doesn't have those, you know, final two-minute clock management issues that might befall a third-year coach in the NFL. I, They are set up for success, Dan. They really are. Here's the magic of hard knocks, too. Yeah. That I can – and I've seen two years of Zach Wilson, and uh, history is instructive, as my uh, late great friend Chris Wessling often said on Around the Atta, NFL. a boy. Usually if you – you know, kind of stink in your first two years. And if you have decent supporting cast around you, as he did last year, it's probably not going to happen. And yet, I watch these first two episodes, and I, I see him complete like a, a wide-open play-action goal-line touchdown pass. I'm like, I think Zach Wilson's starting to get it. I think he'll be okay if Aaron has to miss a couple of weeks. Uh, but it is, to me, like of all, the two things with this team that really jump out is, is the offensive line going to be okay? And the thing that I keep on going back to, and this is part of just being a tortured a uh, fan of this organization. Uh, if Rodgers misses time, the fact that it is Zach Wilson who's one heartbeat away, and this guy that, like you're saying, in these episodes, these players on this team are celebrating essentially that Wilson's not there anymore, that he's not the guy. Yeah. And now he's so close with a 40 year. Uh, there was a report yesterday, Rich, that Rodgers pulled his other calf because he's 40 in December, and it's just like. He's close, Zach Wilson, to being the face or the the front of that offense, and that makes me crazy nervous, and I need that hard knocks juice to give me some sense of uh, confidence and not fear. Well, again, I mean, when Salah said we were 7-10 and 10 last year for a reason, that's you're, you're basically calling out Zach Wilson in the right. meeting. But uh, you can't blame him for saying that because it is the truth. Aaron Rodgers is here because Zach Wilson, if Zach Wilson was like Trevor Lawrence, then – Aaron Rodgers might be either still on Green Bay or or done. Like, because I don't know what other team would have gone and gotten him, and that's nothing against him. He's an expensive guy who's getting up there. The Jets absolutely needed him, and he has shown up in the right way with the right mindset and hopefully the right body. But that's because that's your point, Chris Brockman. Is we're talking about them not making the playoffs because Rodgers can't answer the bell. Your point is if Rodgers answers the bell and he's not as good as we expect him to be, right. then that's the issue for the New York Jets this year as well. Yeah, and just looking at Zach Rosenblatt, I know you guys hate the live tweeting of practices, but they're playing against the Bucks right now, and Rodgers 11-on-11 opens with two sacks. So that's a huge issue in the offensive line. And if he gets beat up, then what? You know, he had the injury last year because he was beat up, and he clearly wasn't in MVP form. And he is turning 40. Your body does feel different after that. We'll see. I'm pulling for you guys. He's not. Please. He's definitely Please. He's not. I know definitely. who you are, sir. The only thing he's rooting for pulling is is another one of, uh, I guess, a groin. Rogers is out of calves to pull at this point is what you're saying. <laughs> Can't do more. You know, but. It is unique. A play, the, the, I always look at someone because I used to do kind of the hard knocks beat for NFL.com. Give me something new and fresh. Rodgers is by far kind of the, the biggest name quarterback ever to be on the show. And the Wilson of it all is truly unique. This number two overall pick two years ago now in this situation. You see it in, around the league in some of these interactions that we're getting from NFL films. Adam Thielen coming up to him after the second game, you know, giving him words of encouragement. Jeff Ulbrich before the game, hey man, smile, have fun. Rodgers obviously giving him special attention. Like, they know he's kind of in a weird spot, and I think it's kind of an interesting, unique subplot for the show. Well, it also, they, again, just to bring it all full circle, he's going. he might have to play this year. 
he might have to play this year. And if he does, he's got to be ready to do it because the rest of the Jets are. I mean, you, they they have done exactly what they needed to do for a team that missed, let's call it what it is, missed on the quarterback at second overall a couple of years ago because he was not ready for the moment. And maybe the way that Joe Douglas uh, drafted was so damn good, a lot of folks are kind of surprised that they're ready to win right now, that they do have the team to win right now. And to their credit, they went ahead and, you know, I know there's a lot was made of the list that Rodgers put out there. But the they ransom did, list. They did, but they didn't bring any slappies. I mean, they right. brought in Alan Lazard. <clears throat> Randall Cobb, one will believe, will give you the Jets – significant plays this year it will happen it did last year even when when randall cobb was healthy miko hardman Corey davis Brees hall dalvin cook when i even mention the tight ends that can actually mm. perform very well it is down to can rogers still do it can he stay healthy can he be protected because the defense is ready to roll yeah, I love the as an outsider. I, I love the Quinn and Williams aspect of last night. That was really fun. And then him talking with Rogers. Oh, I had ten sacks. And then he looks at Rogers <laughs> right. to eleven because he got another one. Like defensive line is incredible. They're ready to go. They're ready to go. Um, and then Dalvin's going to arrive, and we'll see what happens. Any idea, Dan, about what the split's going to be? Use of. Uh, of Dalvin and Brees Hall coming back. Michael Carter sitting there. They drafted the kid out of Pitt, too. Right. So Brees Hall comes off the pup list the day after the, they announced the signing. And then there's this sneaky other subplot in terms of health that Dalvin Cook himself is coming off a shoulder surgery. So we'll see uh, when he's able to get in there. It, it feels like it would be smart, I would think, for something close to a 50-50 split. And then if Hall can regain that juice, I mean, could you could you flip uh, Dalvin Cook at the deadline. You have some depth at wow. Look at, at you running that's back. Fun. Look at you. The guy's just showing that's up on fun. a jet right now, and you're already <laughs> trading yeah. away from the Jets. That's spicy. Yeah. to show up. It's a one year deal, dude. So Brees Hall comes back, and then Dalvin Cook can be flipped for assets. I like. I kind of like Michael Carter, even though this he struggled guy. last year. And, and I'll just say Brees Hall is that good. And he, I don't know I he is. If Dalvin Cook. Is he going to be cool with Brees Hall being the dude? If all of a sudden Hall is once again that guy, I don't know if. Uh, one year back, if you're going to get that Brees Hall, which is why it was another smart move that the organization and Joe Douglas, who, by the way, was the first Turk in the history of hard knocks for the Baltimore Ravens in 2001. Um, <laughs> I wonder I wonder if uh, Cooks are going to be okay with this role once Hall's healthy. We shall see. Good nugget. Let's put a bow on this. And can you stay to the top of the hour? Great, because we'll talk about the rest of the NFL uh, with you. But just to put a fine point on this, so everyone understands – with two Jets fans talking about this. I think this is a very reasonable conversation that we're having. I would like points for that. Do you want the pom-poms for the I next don't, segment? I am yeah. not. I am not a 54-year-old cheerleader. <laughs> I am not. I'm not putting on any gear. I don't know how Danny I thought this was a very, I thought this was a very reasoned, measured, measured conversation. Because yes. the bottom the line is this. Like, the bottom, no, excuse me. And I'm sure <laughs> I, I sit here and I think to myself, what are like Chiefs players or coaches or Bills players or coaches <laughs> thinking when they see folks like us mm. talking like this or <laughs> maybe so and it's totally understandable if they would because they have a team that has been there and done it they've got their quarterbacks they've they've tinkered okay they've they've tweaked mm -hmm. okay the bills did it some tweaks and i don't even know what the chiefs do they run it back they just get yeah. get better by just taking yeah. all those rookies last year and now having them have a ring on their finger and more experience 
with Mahomes and Kelsey and Reed. I, I totally get it. But just to put a fine point on it, and you chime in if, if you mm-hmm. will, we have been kicked in the nards <laughs> so many times. Mm-hmm. And the hope we would enter a season with always had reasonable, beyond reasonable senses of doubt. This year is a totally different ball of wax. There are doubts, but there is no doubt this is the best Jets team and chance to go deep into the playoffs. If not, finally, you and I oh. cover a Super Bowl, Dan. <laughs> Don't say it. And Rich. seeing the, the, yeah, no, in no, green, no. the, the four-letter the four word that <laughs> starts with a J. No. Oh. On on the turf, put the hyphens hyphens in there too. Just get the exactly crap right. Up. So <laughs> this is this is we are not pie in the sky, mm-hmm. head in the clouds, in the sand. This is real. This is real, and we are allowed to do what we're doing right now. Well, I mean, the Brockmans of the world get to go to the Super Bowl nine times in twenty years. Or exactly. Whatever. So just one. Just one. I know that, and I. And, I don't need more than that. And 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 the smugness, the smugness I mean, is it's, earned. it's earned. Not a, it's not appreciated, <laughs> as earned as it may be. We're meeting on the yacht because later. again, like you want to talk hope. We're not sitting here hoping for Malik Cunningham to give us some reps, okay? We're not hoping. We're not hoping. We're not hoping. We're not hoping. So if there's more. Of a heavy lift of hope in this room. Heavy lift of hope. It's for that guy, not us. Right. Heavy lift not of us. Hope. I think what's a little mind-bending for Jets fan is the logic checks out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, it does. Logic. logic boxes are getting checked. Yeah. The Cowboy fan behind you is not <laughs> saying a word because he knows week two will be a possible issue because mm. somebody who has solved that Dallas Rubik's Cube many, 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 many times is coming wearing green this time. I want to argue this point, but I already chalked up that L on the my prediction, so I what's can't your go pre- back. What's, what's the L Remember, on your prediction? I said that you guys, I gave you guys the W against us. I already said that we're going right. to lose to you, and now I can't take it back. Otherwise, well, I yes would you have can. To your fingers on the yeah. chess piece all the yeah. way up until the beginning of the season. That's the first chance. I also just think for you guys, there's no Vernon Golston's, Kyle Brady's, Christian Hackenberg's, yeah. D. Milliner's, oh. Blair Thomas's oh. on this team. Okay, you you left out Kajana Carter. <laughs> I didn't want to. He wasn't a Jet. Oh, he was I a just, Bengal. I know. Uh, Could have been one. Would have been a good. But I'm fit. just saying, there's actual, real, solid, right. very good, high quality draft picks who are turning into stars on your team. So you're kind of out of excuses. Like the hype is real. It's, but you know what? I'd rather be out of excuses than hope. That would be well good said. Luck. Good luck. Let's take a break. Let's talk about the rest of the NFL season before Kurt Warner joins us here on the show. 844-204-RICH if you'd like to chat as well. Back on the Roku channel in this station in a moment. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything wherever you listen. 
What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. What are you guys talking about over there? Most, most, most infamous games game you were at, at that you bought a ticket to. That's go something's to. like because Dan revealed he was at the fake spike game. You were, huh? Yeah. I'm trying to think of what tough one. <laughs> that beat <laughs> tough one. <laughs> That'll leave a mark. Yeah. As a fan, man, Marino, he just. Oh. I well, mean, all four touchdowns to Mark Ingram Senior. Well, Dan Marino, Dan, like if you had a rank. The people who love to beat the Jets the most. Oh. Belichick's clearly mm. number <laughs> one of all time. Yeah. He's in his own world. But Marino is, is yeah. maybe number one in terms of players. That's a, that's a good yeah. one. He loved beating the Jets. That's a good one. You remember that uh, Dan, like Ken O'Brien beat him like 51-45? Yeah. Wesley Walker. Yeah. I will, I, that was one of my greatest moments of my life. I'm like, wow. Maybe <laughs> we did get the right guy from Cal. Who, by the way, did you, he was at the Hall of Fame. He was. He got a shout out from uh, from Klecko. He right. was there for Klecko. Klecko. Joe wasn't there. Ken O'Brien. Uh, Namath? Yeah. I did not see him there. No. no. I don't think he was. I was a little nervous about that. I didn't Ken see O'Brien him there. Was good. I was a little was worried good. about that. Yeah. Okay. So you were there <laughs> for the. So which game? I don't know. I, I was there for the helmet catch. Yeah, but, but as a fan. As a fan like, oh, as a fan. A like, go to a game. Yeah. I've never seen any. Oh, I, what, what, Mike? I, I, what? Buckner's not really a. You can't count Buckner. Missing. What are you talking about? Does Buckner count? Are you at the game? Yes. Does Buckner count? What it do you mean? Like the game. Does that count? <laughs> would that be one of the most infamous baseball games ever? Oh, I was at the Jeffrey Mayer game. Does that count? Like that's like the same thing almost. Buckner would be. Oh no, I was there. I was there for the Bartman game. Does that count? Like how many more? Like what? Yes, the Buckner game counts, Mike. But you're a Mets guy. No, he's not. No, I was for that time because the Yankees uh, sucked. Oh, but he also yeah. found he, he also clock. founded the K corner too. I did found the K corner. Okay. No, he didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> I take credit. Back <laughs> here on the Rich Eisen <laughs> Show on the uh, radio network, along with our Roku channel stream with Dan Hansis of Around the NFL, and everybody should check out the only podcast that is official to cover Hard Knocks uh, with Dan and Colleen Wolf Every single Tuesday it comes out after the latest episodes of Hard Knocks. So We're in the credits this year, Rich. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. I did see that. that, that, is, that, that we've yeah. reached the mountaintop, my friend. That a boy. Yeah. That's cool. See, did you freeze it on the screen? Oh, yeah. Damn straight you do. <laughs> you got to do that. Of course you will. <laughs> hey, next year, you'll get a helicopter sent for you. I would like that. I would Why like, not? yeah, Leah Schreiber. Get the Leah treatment. Voicing it would be the next step. Getting okay. that plug. Um, the biggest story that will wind up being a nothing burger that we've been covering over the last several weeks, if not months, will be what? Dan uh, Stefan Diggs hates his teammates and Josh Allen. Okay. That felt like such a uh, June type. He doesn't want to be at mandatory minicamp and well, he's just kind of annoyed. But when story. Sean McDermott said he was very concerned about it that's that's the end of that and the same thing that you know eric Bieniemy is such a hard ass that may be a big nothing burger but Mm. the reason why it was a something burger is the head coach said something 
Right. So McDermott saying, I'm very concerned, that put it on the front burner for me and caused me to ask about a half dozen guests about it over the following two, three weeks. And I understand June is June and we're waiting for stuff to talk about. But I, I could totally... I could totally understand that that means nothing. He's an emotional guy, obviously, and that's part of what makes him great, um, yes. I think, is his passion. Uh, and I think with the the Bills, we did something on around the NFL a couple of weeks back, the mm-hmm. urgency meter, like what teams have the most urgency? The Jets are very high on that list. But I had the Bills at a perfect 10.0 because th- they've gotten so close now and they can't get over the hump and you kind of could feel – the vice tightening around them as they get beaten the snow in Western New York by the Bengals last yeah. January. And then you go into this year and it's like, okay, is this going to be the year? And I think some of the things frustration just, I'm just throwing it out there is tied to that idea that they, they keep on. It's expected to be, this is our year and that it's not your year. And then that starts to, I think, build in terms of frustration, bad vibes. Well, I, in terms of the bills, I, I, I can't put them anywhere on the urgency list because Really? Josh Allen's going nowhere, man. You know, like that, that's to me what urgency or the Jets are more urgent because Father Time might be ticking for Aaron Rodgers. And then, you know, the the undercurrent of the whole Zach Wilson thing is that oh, it'll be like the ultimate thing is Rodgers will do great, but you know, the Super Bowl three trophy won't be alone anymore. He'll go right off into the sunset and hand things off to Zach Wilson, who will only probably have an overcapped team that makes Eric Tanner, I mean, uh, Mike Tannenbaum's world, you know, mm-hmm. look completely, uh, you know, um, in order. I don't know. You know, obviously in Joe Douglas, we trust. To me, that's more urgent than the Bills. And plus last year, you know, as much as you want to pin anything on, on Allen's inability to make smart plays in the red zone or whatever, I think they've tweaked and fix that this year. But what they went through last year from a shooting fair. in in right at the outset of the season, they had to play in Detroit in back-to-back games once as a home team, you know, DeMar Hamlin. I mean, what, are you going to really just put it all back together? You know, and, and obviously Joe Burrow and the Bengals came and kicked their ass in the snow. I mean, that happened. But um, I, I'm, I'm, that's why I wouldn't be urgent on, on right, that let me frame regard. it like this then because during the break we were talking a little bit about marino and yes he gets the super bowl year two never gets back and josh allen has plenty of time but these certain windows okay. are finite right mm-hmm. and and i think this team with this coaching staff in this moment it, it feels like we're ready to go and sure they could reload and, and have another five ten runs at this uh but for this particular era of bill's football it does feel like there should be a Super Bowl berth in there somewhere. Yes. Uh, if it's not the if it's not the Jets, as a fan of the Jets, I'd like it to be the Bills because that's a a, a team and a rival that I kind of feel empathy empathy toward because they've been through a lot as well as an organization as a fan base. Yes. Look we, how magnanimous I am. We Rich. share the Tom Brady scars. Yes, that's true. That's for sure. Um, so uh, in the couple minutes I have left here, uh, the team that we're not talking about enough is which. So you can't include the Lions. You can't include... I mean, the Jaguars are even getting discussed enough, I would think, but you never know. This what, is going to sound insane. Okay, cool. But the Cowboys. Uh-oh. This, I know that doesn't make sense, but I just think it's kind of all there for them. And if the Eagles come down a little bit, I, I don't think it's crazy to see them as a team that could take that division and, and all of a sudden have a one seed in the NFC. I think the defense is loaded. I, I, I think Dak is going to be better and healthier this year. I think the Brandon Cooks move I gave them like some that. balance. Yes. 
Tony Pollard gets healthy here. I thought they would end up with Zeke. I thought he would end up coming home. That didn't work out. The, their depth at running back. But then there's Deuce. Deuce Vaughn, who everybody's excited about. Um, they would be the team, I think, maybe people are just assuming they're going to be the Cowboys again and they'll do what the Cowboys do, which is either flop or win 11 or 12 games and they go one and done. But I kind of like them. I kind of like them maybe finally getting that, get, getting back to the NFC title game and truly being in the mix. So then would you say the Steelers are the AFC team? Browns are the AFC team nobody's talking about? On the AFC, the Browns, to me, are the team. And it's thorny because people don't want to see this as a potential uh, situation. But you look at their roster and you look at both sides of the ball and Deshaun Watson, as bad as he was for six games to end last season, I think it's way more likely he regains his Texans form. And that's another team that's sneaky, has a, a really strong offensive line, a defense that got better. Um, Elijah Moore was an interesting add to that offense. Amari Cooper, I think, is going to be the, the man there again. And I think I like Njoku is kind of a guy that could really break out in a big way with a full year of Watson. I think that's a loaded division, the North, and a competitive division. But I'm picking the Browns to win it. Dan Hanses, thank you for coming on here, man. Every single Tuesday, check out him and uh, also Colleen Wolf together on the only podcast that will be able to play clips from Hard Knocks. And it's part of the Around the NFL label. Kurt Warner, our NFL Media Group colleague, coming up. Still have about a couple minutes left right here. Okay, so what have we, what have we not covered here? Um, Russell Wilson? What do you think? What's your two cents? Hmm... That's it. Okay. Great. Uh, Great. Uh, Gino, Gino Smith. Gino's good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Dan Hanzus makes noises. That's Love the it. that's the new segment right here. But, um, what else? Love it. Tua. Tua is interesting. I I think Tua is a guy that um, the Dolphins, if everything goes right for them, kind of yes. like the Jets. They're similar. Like you can make a case for the Dolphins playing in late January, uh, but there is that that injury concern. Mike White was a nice pickup. I thought. Uh, he was a little shaky in the first preseason game. They're going to need him to be better because I think he's going to play games. He just history tells us that. You could make the case that there are more teams that you could make the case for playing in late January in the AFC than there are teams that are not. Smells like a top five waiter this year. Uh, but I'm serious. You could make the case for every team in the AFC East and the AFC North yep. to play late into January. For sure. Okay. Um, the Texans are out. Texans are out. Colts are out. Colts are out. Panthers are out. The, are the Titans out? No, I'm talking the AFC. Oh. Titans are out. Titans are out. Or you could make a case. I don't know Titans, about that. Titans Jaguars, you can. Yep. And every team in the AFC West? Broncos, you'd Broncos have a tougher like case. A stretch. Raiders feel like a stretch. But the Chargers, you can. I think so, yeah. So there are more teams in the AFC that you could make that case for than not. Thanks for coming on, Dan. Appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. Kurt Warner coming up.